as we make effort here to keep the mind in an exalted state, a Brahma-vihara, a resting place that is comparable to the Brahma realm in this samsara. We're not Brahmas, we're humans. But we can uplift our minds as much as possible. We can't do this easily when we're in a state of depression. But even then, we can look at the mind and sweep. When you come into an old building that hasn't been swept, you get a broom and you sweep the floor. You clean the windows. You polish. You brush. You wash. That's what our meditation practice aims to do with the mind, to give it a good washing. So if there are depressed thoughts, we clear them out. Just make a little space and say, ah, no, not here. And in that clear space, you bring forth a Brahma-vihara, exalted and intuitive healing and blessing. Is there someone you love? Someone you admire? Someone you trust deeply? And just send your good thoughts towards them. Wish them well. Maybe your child or a parent, a brother or a sister, somebody who helped you, a doctor, someone who's been so kind to you. Maybe the person that runs the grocery store around the corner. And you send them your kindness. Surely there is kindness in your heart. So let that kindness spread over this space that you've cleared in your heart. Keep doing that consciously, not forcing it, just intending. See how an intention can bear fruit in the mind. Now we generate generosity and kindness for the sake of people dealing with a lot of negativity in the world and it impacts our inner world. Why wouldn't it? Because the world doesn't have a Brahma-vihara. It has a Mara-vihara. Its resting place is with violence, conflict, hateful attitudes, terrorism, destruction, the degeneration of resources and climate, etc. Extreme, extreme conditions. Step by step, going from oneself outward to someone we deeply love or revere, to a dear friend, to a neutral person, to a hostile person, 
and then extended outwards further and further. But classically, there's a directional approach based on north, south, east, west. So from oneself outward to all beings in the north. Or you can try all beings in the east, west or south. But it's done consistently. May all beings in the north be well. Everyone, may they be happy. May they be safe. Think about humans, polar bears, fish, all the beings in the north, all those creatures that are losing their habitats, may they be free from suffering. The power of suffusing wholesome intention is inestimable. To reach out to other beings with goodness, a goodness that carries with it kindness, generosity. There is love. As soon as there's a skillful mind state, there's a loving, a friendly quality in that. We take out the best from the heart and we generously extend it to all beings. Why not? Try it out. Try and see the effect of that on our own minds, let alone the minds of others. It's an energy transferring, like electricity, but we don't need wires. We're all wired together, whether we know it or not. We share the elements, the earth, the cosmos. We are held in all that. We are connected. Just like the eye, so tiny, a little tiny optic, but it can see vast space. How does that happen? It does. In the same way, you might think your heart is so tiny, but it's vast. Just expand it. Let it melt towards all beings in the north. And when you feel that happening, there's a joy. A joyful feeling comes from that. A sweet, energetic, loving kindness comes in the wake of that. It's interesting that in the wake, this is not separate from waking up. This practice can, together with 
the development of the faculties and the powers of the mind, this practice is quintessential for our waking up. It's not a side thing. Truly, if we develop wisdom based on unconditional compassion and unconditional equanimity, that's the seventh factor of enlightenment equanimity. It's also a Brahma-vihara. So we wake up to the energy of this mind to heal ourselves and to spread healing in this world. We may not see any result. That doesn't matter. That's not our business. Our business is to generate the energy and keep doing that. The result will come in its own time. We have to trust that. And faith, you know, faith is the doorway, the gate into developing and maturing our spiritual powers, faith. First comes faith. If you don't trust, you don't do it. When you're trying to go somewhere and you don't know which direction, you don't trust your own instincts, which way to go, you don't get anywhere. But the Buddha has given us a map We are so blessed. We follow the map. We go in. We excavate from within the heart. And then we offer that to all beings everywhere. So now the north. Then we move to all beings in the east. May all beings in the East, be well, happy, and peaceful. May they be safe, may they be free from harm. Not just our relatives and loved ones, but all beings, large or small, visible or not, friendly or hostile, it doesn't matter. The sun doesn't only shine on good people or on a specific continent. Of course not. It shines everywhere for everyone. Every kind of being has the opportunity to receive the sunlight. And so our metta is like that. We offer it unequivocally to everyone. Unilaterally, every being. The little fish, the big fish, the angels, the criminals, everyone. Because those who do wrong things 
create karma for themselves. Very bad. That bears compassion. They will receive the effects of that. They will. But we have no control over that. That's a karmic law. We have to trust it. And we continue in this way to all beings extending outwards boundlessly, freely. It's a kind of dying. We die to the wanting mind. We have no personal preferences in this. It's just a giving of all that we have within us. And we notice this is beyond thinking. This is an intuitive gift. A mysterious generation of healing and blessing from within us. It comes through our intention. Comes into us mysteriously and then is directed outwards, unbounded, free from hatred or ill will. Free, like purified. As we purify the energy within us, we receive the benefits of that purification in the mind. That's the death of ill will. We die to the ill will in us, and what is left is pure. The light of the mind radiating and suffusing in the ten directions, north, south, east, west, northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, above and below. So as unwholesome, negative, diseased energies die within us, there's a rarefied, a truly purified electric field of goodness, of wholeness, and of healing that is charged in this heart. And it blasts out, if we intend it, if we send it and direct it, it can blast out in these ten directions, like rocket fuel, unimaginably. We have to practice this, to experience that. It's a fearlessness. It's a letting go, not keeping any of it for ourselves, We don't need to keep it for ourselves. There is no one to keep it for. And this is the delusion that we break through. That's why this is so valuable for awakening, because it helps us let go this 
holding of a self. We let go, and in letting go, we are not clinging. And non-clinging spreads very fast, very far. Realizing what a beautiful gift this is to ourselves and to all the world. Letting go our attachment to a self empowers us to let go of selfishness, to let go of the inversion of the mind into its own self-concern, which is a death. It's a death, no truth in that. We just wither away in delusion. But in the moment when we jump into the river to rescue someone, we have woken up. We've not thought of ourselves at all. We risked death to save someone. We're all drowning. We need to help each other. But first we have to swim and get strong. And then as we learn to swim better through the rapids of a very conflicted and maddening world, and as we grow our courage muscle, we can begin rescuing others too. Let them lean on us a little in their own misery. We help each other out of this mire. We extract ourselves from it by doing these practices which take a concerted effort, which take commitment and trust, faith in what we're doing. We believe in it, but more than that, we practice it knowing that it has astonishing, astounding results. And if we don't see results, that doesn't matter. There's an internal, an interior light that begins to glow. That in itself. Our eyes open to new horizons. That in itself. And then, little by little, we communicate that to others through our own well-being. Just like Venerable Jnanadipa, he was hidden in the jungles for 50 years. People heard about this Western monk who was very austere. Word got out. But very few people had met him or heard him say anything or had fed him or knew him. But the legend began to grow. By the end of his life, when his death was announced, there were thousands of people there. Everyone from every different lineage of the teachings came running to pay their respects to this jewel hidden in the forest. Why? 
because his silent practice echoed and reverberated beyond the jungles, across continents. I remember hearing about him years ago. There was this Western monk that got trampled by an elephant and survived and was still there practicing. I met others who had practiced with him and were remarkable in themselves to meet. The quieter the mind is, the less contaminated by our habitual distractions and involvements in the world, seeking and wishing for this, that, and the other. Most of the time we don't know what we're yearning for. We just don't know. But if we can reach out with kindness, with wholesomeness, and develop those qualities in ourselves and share them, work for the betterment of our own minds and hearts and for the betterment of others, then from within us a light will shine brighter and brighter. And as I speak, the rain is pouring down on our drought-stricken forest. How lovely is that?